right. Hello. Welcome back. Good morning. I guess it's technically the afternoon. Are we live? Are we live right We now? are live. All right. <coughs> okay. What's been going little, on? It's been a little bit. I know. It's freezing in here a little bit. but I know. Last time we recorded, it was it was in the, the heat of summer. You know, nothing to do with the pod at all, but is it unbelievable how quickly it gets cold? That's New England for you, It was man. like two or three weeks ago. It was toasty. Well, I know. Well, now we're in that weird phase where it still gets kind of warm during the day, but at night it's just absolutely frigid. Yeah. So get those day drinks out of the way while you can, people. Seriously. But what what are we talking about? Oh wait well, wait what, wait wait. What 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 are you? What's today brought to you by? Well, first let's get a call to action. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> tell them to it's do the most, something. It's Jesus, the most, it's the most important part. First, you know, give us a five star rating. Leave a review. That'd be great. Oh man, we um, need more of those. Let me tell you. Um, and go over. Give us a follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Real time Listen, we're real guys. We we game plan for the pod ten minutes before we do it. We're just like you. Well, don't expose us like that. It's authentic. There's <laughs> much research that goes well, into this. No, right? intern Jimmy does a lot of work. I, it's, it's a shame we don't give him credit. You know, it's a shame we got to keep cycling through those boys. They, do, uh, they, they, they keep interchanging. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what, what's this episode brought to us by today? Um, since it's a, a Tuesday morning and uh, we didn't want to drink wine, we are drinking a White Claw. And we're drinking out of these beautiful champagne glasses. Which and, make them look... And boy, be- does it look appetizing. Oh, my God. The I, bubbles are, are rising to the top constantly. I Why does that w- happen? You think that the Ca- bubbles would stop rising eventually, but they just keep coming. Nonstop, really. That's what I got to say about... About seltzers in general, they're they're very um, refreshing. Well, I they're think. refreshing, a but they're very bubbly. All right. Well, we gave it a, a beautiful uh, visual description. It's, what is it? The raspberry. This is raspberry white claw okay, hard seltzer. You know, it smells very good. It's good. That's good. <sighs> Damn good stuff. You know, when I first when first you wouldn't sel- even know it's alcoholic. To when be seltzers first came out, I was a big truly guy. Well, this, but, is, this is by far the best. I but think. I think White Claws really are, are the best one. Yeah. I'll take another sip. Well, yeah, I'll take a sip and I'll, g- I'll give a score. That's good. It really is good. Um, you know, it's something that I think you could drink a few of. Heartburn Central probably eventually, but I'm going to give it a solid 7-7, seven, seven, I think. Just washed it down with my coffee, which is also very good today. Very refreshing. Where's that from? Starbucks. Uh, I'm a sellout. Oh, it's okay. I'm, but, I'm not a coffee guy. I really don't know. But no, I'll give I'll give this white claw a seven point nine. All right. So what what are we chatting about today? Um, we, we got a little bit of a laundry so list to talk it's about. Been it's been a, a while. Bit, yeah. Um, but uh, so the NFL is back. Thank God. I didn't think that was going to happen. Football's College back. Football is also back, which I really didn't think was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, seriously. Notre Dame, Duke. I was watching that the other day. Um, since we've been on air, the Kentucky Derby happened. Um, you called the winner. Real time sports picked the the winner of the goddamn race. Yeah, you guys should have been following along. What's the name time. of that one? Is it Equinox? Authentic. Or Authentic. Yeah. Um, a ten to one. Um, the MLB playoffs are around the corner. NBA finals coming up, or the Eastern Conference finals. Western yeah, Conference I mean the NBA finals. finals might be in like two weeks, dude. But but let's talk a little NFL, huh? So NFL restart. Um, I'm just gonna say, imagine your team not being one and zero. Well, you know what is crazy to me. That I was seeing all over Instagram is the Washington football team is leading the NFC East at one and zero. Yeah, the only team that has won in that division. Yeah, um, imagine losing to a team that's the Washington football team. It's absurd to me they still don't have a name. It really is. It really would have taken all of a week, I think, to just like they should have just had the fans vote. Yeah, either have the fans vote or put together a commission or something of people with name ideas and then pick a name. Bureaucracy is ridiculous. It really shouldn't be that hard. I mean it. Is What's-His-Face even still the owner? I believe Snyder is still currently the owner. But they're working on getting him out is what's happening? I think 
they want him out, but I don't know if they're actually working on getting him out. I from feel like when I you're know, I feel like when you're the owner of a team, it's pretty hard to get exactly. rid of you from unless what it's voluntary. The NFL it is very hard to get rid of the owners because it is so hard for them to get in as owners. Exactly. But yeah, um no Cam, preseason. Cam Newton looked good. Cam did look very good. The the Patriots don't look like they've really lost too much of a step. Um hopefully he maintains that, stays healthy. Well, you know, I thought these games were going to be more high scoring than they were because of the whole no preseason thing. Well, the Chiefs game did hit the over. <laughs> Barely. Barely, yeah. Point by like point 0.5, I think. Yeah. But no, I, I no preseason usually in the past has affected them negatively. Um as does in every sport. Except maybe basketball, because basketball preseason, they play like scrubs anyway. Um, or not scrubs. I'd say in any sport, you still got to get into the rhythm of actually playing another team. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But so far, we haven't seen those effects. I didn't watch the Monday night game last night between the Giants and the Steelers. Games. Oh, there were two games last night? Yeah, um, I, didn't, I didn't watch any. But what I did see was that Ben Roethlisberger had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. He did. Saquon had six on, I think, 13 carries. Well, you know what's like crazy is that when Ben Roethlisberger was drafted, Joe Burrow was nine years old, Lamar Jackson was seven years old, and, like, Baker Mayfield was eight. That's ridiculous. But I think the, um, the uh, what's it called, the Giants are going to run that brother into the ground. If he doesn't Saquon? get out of New York, I think his career is over in three years. Really? I swear to God. Well, you Running know, backs, you know, it's like they, they don't necessarily... Well, t- speaking of that, Adrian Peterson is 35 years old. I know. So is um, this dude still... Frank Gore. Yeah, I was going to say, Frank Gore's still running. Yeah, Dude, that's like ridiculous. That is. They got to hang it up. At that, at that point, though, you have a clear love for football or your lifestyle must be so expensive. right now? I mean, Peterson I know, I think, is still on a I team. I Gore's on the Jets. Yeah. But um, no, it's funny. Imagine like being the old guy in a locker room because you play sports at every other aspect of your life whether it's youth or college everyone's relatively the same age right like even a senior in college is only slightly older than like a freshman but it's like you go into these locker rooms you're a rookie and you got like 12 year vets in there dude you imagine guys are like 33 34 being a rookie on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now and Tom Brady's your fucking quarterback yeah it's like he realistically could that, be your dad he could be your dad yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's going on. Uh, I'm not going to super pretend like I watched too much football this week, but I will step it up next week. First, I, th- I feel like this Sunday I was wrecked, right? Was that this Sunday? Yes. The vodka um, Red Bulls. We were recovering d- from vodka Red Bulls, which, you know, I used to drink a lot. I of. think you've already, I think you've sworn off them on this podcast I, before. Yes. And I, and I, and I implemented a self ban because they, they fucked me up so much. Not like I shake super, all night. Not got me like so fucking drunk, but like. So I was, I was drinking it Saturday night, and I'm like, hey, why isn't this Red Bull fucking hitting me? So I'm, like, still drinking it. Then all of a sudden, it's like, fucking Jesus Christ. Your heart starts beating out of your chest. You're, like, you're wired. You can't even think. No, it's like ridiculous. you're shaking. And then I, I try to go to bed at, like, 2 in the morning. I can't fucking sleep. And then, <laughs> and then not only can you not fall asleep, you wake up in the morning at, like, 6 a.m., still can't you sleep. You got the yits. Heart beating. You're sweating. Like, oh, dude, man. It's really no way to live. And for a guy that has, like, limited caffeine tolerance, like, I'm drinking coffee now, and that even gets me fucking wired. Yeah. Um, I can tell right now. I'm like, no, you're a little bit off the wall. A little I know. bit off the wall. But um, uh, I guess something else that's to be said is uh, Goskowski sucks now. A titan. Yeah, he's 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 a, is he a system kicker? <laughs> he might be. I mean, he went from what being one of the best kickers of all time. I think so. He missed four field goals. Uh, that's yeah, bad. Whatever. Last time he played, and he was fifth all time in. Um, field goal percentage, and he dropped all the way down to ninth. Well, that's the thing. At a time when he was with the Patriots, I think he had the longest streak of, like, 
consecutive makes yeah. from like X distance. And then like it all went downhill and like whatever it was, like the 20, it was one year where we played the Broncos in the AFC championship and he missed like I th- three uh, field well, goals. I think that's who he kicked that, against. That made us lose the game. Either way, what is he a Bronco? He's a Titan. Titan they, they against the Broncos, the Broncos, right. Yeah, night. so I think that that's contributing factor. I think he's scared of that stadium. That might be. Might be true. Um, now, all right, let's, let's talk a little MLB then. What's, what's going on with that? Playoffs right 16, around the corner? You know, the Yankees suck. At Dude. one point on this podcast, I remember saying that the Dodgers and the Yankees were two best teams in the lead, and since then, the Yankees have, re- have dropped to about 500. They are bad. Brian Cashman might get fired. That, like, that might 26 happen. 26 and 21. The Rays. What do you say? They're 26 and 21? Yeah. Okay, that's a little better since I last looked because yeah. a few days ago they were 500 on the dot. Yeah. But, like, the Yankees are bad. And if they don't at least make some form of run in the playoffs, I bet Brian Cashman gets fired. Now, si- now 16-team like, playoff. That's ridiculous. That has them in squarely, I would say, now. Yes. But, like, think about it. Like, how many, but they might be the eight seed. Are I they think. playing one game? Are they how many games are they playing so in the first they're round? They're like 46, 47 games, and what they're playing a 60 something well, game. They're playing stadium. 60, but like once the playoffs start, is that first because obviously, like, but so in typical MLB playoffs, maybe like wild card division, the first wild card game is just one game. Yeah. So it was like, is that one eight game going to be one game? Because that if an eight beats a one in one game, which is very possible in baseball, like that's going to be yeah, ridiculous. this whole thing's out the wazoo. Um, what, what do you think about the 16 team playoff? I kind of like it. I mean, yeah, I like it. Anything can really happen, I guess, which is cool because baseball is typically kind of unpredictable, I would say. Yeah, but I mean, the White Sox are the best team in the league right now, I'm seeing, besides the Dodgers, or at least the best team in the American well, League. Well, I saw a stat. They, the top three players in the AL um, in terms of win above replacement are all on the White Sox. Really? And then it is a Red Sox player, believe it or not, one bright spot, Alex Verdugo, who we got from that fucking... Mookie Trey is actually okay. playing real well. Bright spot. But boy, are they bad. Um, now, I, I want to I shift to talk a little bit about the NBA. Um, the refs are bad. Now, in their defense, I, I, maybe this is a, a debate topic in itself. They are really bad. But NBA refs, I think, have a very difficult job. But It's probably the most... Um, I think it's the hardest... In terms of, like, how quickly something can happen. I'd say it goes, like, NBA, MLB, NFL. See, I think MLB, on paper, their job is very difficult. But I think that it's it's routine. You kind of see the same things over yeah, and over again. Yeah, I think again. there's, like, so many... There's also, in MLB, there's so many calls throughout a game. Like, every single pitch, yeah. every single action in the MLB has to do with the umpire. Yeah. Like, that's not the case in the other sports, you know? Yeah, and I think the, these NBA people, the reason why I'm so bearish on them right now is that they have significant power in the outcome of a game especially in like crunch time of a close game and like, they have the most significant impact on how you watch yeah if there's a ton of calls during a game it's just less enjoyable to watch nobody wants to see these guys taking foul shots all yeah day. seriously nobody wants these guys to be in the bonus three or four minutes into their play time for the rest of the quarter um, so that's my little gripe about them. I was really mad. Game six. Um, you, you know what? Uh, game six against, uh, with the C's, Raptors. But why do they release these reports at the end of the... At the like, Dude, I get why they do it. It's actually infuriating. But it's, inf- it, it's like rubbing salt in the wound when you say, oh, yeah, hey, our guys missed that call that was actually game-changing. Kemba, sandwiched between two people, don't call it. Like, everybody knows it was a foul. Why do we have to look at it afterwards? Yeah. 
and for the NBA to officially say it was a foul. Mind like, you, what what use does that do? Like, is, does do they really think that these post game reports is going to directly affect how these officials go ahead in the future? No. I mean, what that tells me is that when these refs are doing their uh, review, like mind you, there's automatic reviews, I believe, under two minutes. That that was the last play of the game, so obviously it's under two minutes. That tells me that either a those reviews are bullshit. Or B, they did not want the Celtics. To, and I, well, I'm no, no, I'm no the conspiracy you theorist. You but can't review a no call. Yeah, well, there you go. So it's like that would have been the series for the Celtics. Clearly, I mean, they moved on regardless. But it's easy to say, and I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I'm, it's easy to say that there's an agenda there that the league wants these games to go on as long well, as possible. Well, do you buy in to the whole, like, for example, who is it, like, Scott Foster, the Raptors were 13-0 and with him. Do you buy into the whole thing that certain refs and freaking, re- like, refuse to let Tony certain Brothers. teams win? Yeah, Tony Brothers. Do you buy into the, to the, to the ref conspiracy? The theory? numbers don't lie. The numbers certainly don't lie. I think some of these refs certainly have a bias. Maybe it's towards big cities. Maybe it's towards certain organizations. But, I mean, what's his face? Who is the dude, uh... Who got caught in the scandal or whatever? The Kings guy. I don't remember. Oh, the guy who who was like betting on everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's certainly some no goodery going on in in that. We ought, we ought to read that guy's book. Yeah, we we honestly should. But NBA Finals coming up. Let's hear your prediction. Um, or Eastern Conference fi- or uh, Conference Finals, Conference Finals. Celtics in five. Okay. I can um, buy that. and then the other side we got the Lakers, and then Game Seven tonight, Nuggets Clippers. I. I don't think know who's the gonna, Nuggets I ge- are going to win. I genuinely don't know who know who's going to win that game. I the Clippers think the Nuggets like, are look win. like shit. The Clippers look very, 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 very bad. I mean, I think regardless, the Lakers make it out of that side. I think that's fair to say. I love the flip floppery that happens with the Lakers. Before the playoffs started, oh my god, this is going to be a super hard slate for them. And now it was too easy. I mean, like, what is it? I mean, okay, they lost both game ones. Like, I can the amount of time LeBron loses game one. In the playoffs, it's almost like, like he does it on purpose. It's almost like he does it on purpose because he, I mean, he even said it in a, in a freaking post game conf- press conference. He was like, "I use game one as a as a feel out game." Yeah, if they win it, they win it. If they win it, they win. If they don't, they'll probably win four two or four one. It's like, you know, you win four in a row or you win four straight. Uh, that's a sweep. You win four. You win four and one, gentlemen. Sweep. What he does, I think is the opposite of a gentleman's sweep. Letting the team win the first game and then going on to obliterate them four straight, that is villainous He even had the audacity after game one to call them the Rockets, the, the greatest show on turf. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, he, did he say that? He, he, after game one, he was like, it is the equivalent of playing the greatest show on turf because of the, the raw speed they play with. Oh, my God. Um, you know, you know what's also just disrespectful is that somehow, some way, LeBron's athletic prime started before Russell Westbrook's and is still currently and sorry lasted longer than Westbrook's. The way he manhandled this athletic freak of a point guard in that series is unbelievable. He swatted him out the wazoo every single. Like, Westbrook looked horrible. <clears throat> yeah, uh, D'Antoni decided not to come back. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I think that means the Harden show is over. With it, well, apparently, what they say is they want a culture shift, culture change. So I to me, that. I mean, I I don't think D'Antoni's a winner. If I, I mean, I guess I guess his career has shown that, but I don't think that the um, that style of winning, although it's entertaining and although it's 
wins you in the regular season. I think that there's such a different level of preparation that goes on in the I mean, playoffs. He, Not to mention, they have no big man. D'Antoni right? will never be one, but he is an assistant coach. Yeah, I mean, he's an offensive architect, but I think, like, the NBA is a player's league, goes without saying, but I think that when you defer so much to the the system that you put in and then take a backseat from coaching and then you're just like, I'm going to let my star player orchestrate this system, that isn't very conducive Well, the to thing winning. to me that was baffling was that um, obviously the Houston doesn't play a big man and the Lakers have the best big man in the league and he... They, like the fact that the Houston Rockets couldn't win more than one game with the way Anthony Davis was just like pussying out of getting oh in my the God. paint was Anthony Davis was like, oh okay, yeah, you guys have no big for me to abuse. I'm just gonna abuse you on the perimeter. Anthony Davis is the softest player in the league, in my opinion. He really is. And like, I mean, like in this in this era, I guess it's fine because mm-hmm. like that's what it is. But like he could he could be so Anthony good. Davis does what Joel Embiid does, but just doesn't make it look terrible. And makes more shots. Yeah. So it's fine. So people are like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, if I was a Lakers fan, I'd actually be sick every time he touches the ball. But, yeah, so sports sports equinox um, a few days ago. Every single major sport, I believe, had a game on. First time in history. It was like, it could be wrong, but there could have been golf. I think the American Open tennis was going on. Yeah, so it was U.S. Open, um, PGA Tour Championship, the playoff. Um, obviously, MLB. NFL, NBA, MLS, and WNBA. Yeah. And sure, uh, we'll throw in fucking EuroLeague soccer. I mean, that's like a recovering gambling addict's like worst nightmare, I think. Yeah. You got Bookie's worst nightmare, although, too. There's so you know, much to pay attention we to. We probably should have taken advantage of it and made a parlay across all six. Oh, man. That'd that that would have been electric. That'd be a ticket to keep for the rest of your life. That may never happen again. It might happen again soon. All the leagues are still going on. None of them have ended. I suppose. Although, but, except well, the PGA and the U.S. Open. Those are the ones that are, are iffy, but... Yeah. Anyways, let's get into... Uh, let's challenge of the day. Yeah, our, 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 our discussion. So, another thing we saw on social media um, that we're, we're taking, we're stealing. So, you got to pick two current athletes and one retired athlete to help you survive the Hunger Games. Um, let's go, go... one by one again? Sure. What do you want to go, retired first or current? Uh, let's go with current. Current first, okay. Um, my first one, I was having a real hard time thinking of this. I don't know why. But I went with Boban Marjanovic. Okay. Now, let me hear your strategy before I absolutely tear it to shreds. Well, let's give an overview of the Hunger Games. So, For, for those who don't know, I don't know, if there's any specific, don't know, I don't know if there's any specific rules I, to the Hunger Games. I'd be baffled if people didn't know what the Hunger Games is at this point. But it's basically you get dropped in a world and... I mean, you, it's like you survive. Well, I guess. Oh, I guess there's a a list of rules, right? So that, this is the first time I'm seeing this. My understanding of the Hunger Games was exactly what he just described. You get dropped into like a forest or some shit. You have to survive. Granted, I've only seen one of the movies. Yeah, I, I think I read the books when I was like nine. Regardless, though, it's like you have to survive in the forest, and they give you supplies. The rules are no formal training, no false starts. In terms of what, like combat? Um. I don't really know, but it just says that the rules aren't actually... This rule isn't enforced. Um, no false starts or whatever. Professional help from previous victors. That doesn't matter in here. Actually, all these rules seem very um, specific. Three square meals. What does that mean? That's what you're given? 
Yeah. That's kind of nice. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought you had to fend for your own food. That kind of affects my decisions. Well, really. let me read into this. Um, and then there's the storm, right? Or was that just a... Oh, well, maybe you... Uh, hmm. Yeah, f- anyway, let's just continue. These let's r- just get into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so Boban. And well, how I made my decisions... I don't really know how I made my decisions. To me, Boban, it's like... He can. Uh, he's versatile in the sense where he can he can reach a lot of things. And to me, every group needs one like automatic sacrifice so that there's one person they're okay with dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to me, I, I picked Boban for that because I think he'd be very useful in the beginning when you're kind of getting your your can't your like getting your feet wet, getting your bearings, and like you need a guy that can like is useful he's funny he's like he's just big he'll probably intimidate some people i imagine you just wrapped around his neck on his shoulders him carrying you around exactly like if we hit us a patch of like um hazardous fields or something we had to walk through boban's like Everybody get on my back. I'll walk through. <laughs> I die. I die. You guys make it through. I think with Boban on your team, you can throw espionage out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll, be spot, you'll be sighted from miles no, away. No, exactly. But that's why we use him in the beginning stages where that may be um, less valuable. Okay. Um, my current guy, I was going to say Marcus Smart. I was going to say Marcus Smart. Well, that was an easy choice. But that's an easy choice. So I'm going to go with Jalen Brown, which is also an easy choice. But I, I, I'm trying to build a collective of intelligent individuals. Jalen Brown, university educated at like Cal. Cal. Berkeley, I, I believe. Mean, he left so, after one year. Smart guy, but he's also 6'7", 6'8", I think. He, he, he lectures, I believe, at Harvard occasionally. Um, Athletic so, guy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take him. I think that his presence in the room is the calming presence. He, like, I might go to eat a berry, and he's like, no, like, that's, like, a perniphonous what's a what about a... And I'm like, He's oh. a reader. He's certainly a reader. Yeah, so he, I think he, he understands, like, like, let's say, like, I was like, oh, man, what time is it? He'd be like, oh, like, due to, like, the sun passing the meridian at this point, it's actually So Jalen Brown is your boy scout. He's a compass, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. He's okay. The, he's, the, he's the compass. He's knowledgeable. Perhaps our scribe, our peace negotiator, if we right. run into an unruly band. All right. So I think my second pick, I think you're going to like this, this one. This is the current also? My second current. I think you're going to like this one. So you know how in the Hunger Games, they have the chests. And, and like, you have to, like, and you're, you, like, you have to, like, capture. Like, there's things, there's things you have to go after. Like prizes? No, like, I don't know what they were called in the actual Hunger Games, but I know, like, from Hunger Games, like, games I've played, like, there's always chests you have to chase after and things you have to obtain, like, for materials, weapons, whatever. Yeah. So my second pick is, is Ben Slater from the Pats, the, the <laughs> special teams guru. Okay. Because he's, like, a, he's, he's a utility guy, and he is elite at tracking down these guys on the kickoffs. Yeah. All he's right. going to go get what you need to get, and he's going to obtain it. Quick. He's in and quick. out. He's in and out. He's a captain. He's fast. He's not great with his hands, but he will get the materials that are necessary no matter what. He's a mm. go-getter. All right. Um, my he's, he's our scavenger pro. Which, which you need. Which you need. M- mind you, you could be in the forest or a desert. The terrain is already rough. Um, I'm going to go with James Harrison. Or, sorry, fuck, fuck. All right, well, that's my retired then. Oh, tough. James Harrison's my retired. Um, which is a good pick. Yeah, I mean... I believe his friends call him Silverback. 
He's a tank. So really, he's my Boban equivalent. He's built for the wild. He's built for the wild, I think. Like, I think this guy could actually punch a tree down. <laughs> um, his bench press videos are ridiculous. His squat videos are ridiculous. Another he's, guy where, just get on my back. Guys. He's a force of nature, yeah. So that's why I'll be picking James Harrison. I think he's intimidation personified. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. Also, the sack leader for the Steelers. Right. All time. <clears throat> Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, for my retired uh, athlete, I went with Michael Phelps. Okay. Um, a swimmer. A swimmer. Good, good. Because um, personally, I'm not a strong swimmer. Mm. And I remember a scene in the Hunger Games. There is a fight scene in water. Oh, no. Um, so I would not be equipped for that. I think Boban would walk across said pond with you over his shoulders. You think he's just so tall? He would, he'd be drowning, but he'd be holding well, he's me seven, above the water. he's 7'7"? Seven? Or so? Seven, seven, yeah. Yeah, so let's say Boban just extended his arms and he just balanced you on his gigantic palms. And he sacrifices himself. Where you were, like, your foot would just be in his hand and he's holding you tightly. You could walk across water. Well, how I'm seeing is Michael Phelps is just doing his thing and I'm just holding on. Because that man could probably swim pretty fast with one arm. Yeah. Me attached to him. And I mean, like, I think to be a lifeguard, you have to, like, save a body or whatever in a pool, like, pick up a brick. You do. I imagine an Olympic swimmer can do that on steroids. So he can probably carry the shit out of you. He's the GOAT. Yeah. You need one GOAT on your your team. No, for sure. That's what my team is actually lacking. And if anything, Michael Phelps adds to our, you talked about espionage factor, the man can probably hold his breath. Oh, man. For quite some time. You know... You know, when I think of water espionage, I think of maybe a straw over the water that provides you some air. I don't think that guy needs that. He doesn't that. need it. One of my, Michael Phelps' best characteristics was, was his flip turn mm. because he would go into the wall and he'd have the ability to stay underwater for as much time as possible. I think that's the definition faster. of you can't teach that. You can't teach that. But also, Michael Phelps, a lot of people think of swimmers, like track athletes, as like not very good like at hand-eye sports, but it's very well known that Michael Phelps is like a very good basketball player, very good golfer. Like, he's, he's not just a one-trick pony. Yeah. So he's going to help in all aspects. Not he just he may water. be the, the star of your team. I think that, actually, that goes without saying. I would say. Really, we're the, we're the dead weight on our teams. Um, we're I, the guys getting carried. We're getting carried. We're along for the ride. Yeah, Like, sure. let's say... You know, on my team, I don't know what I bring to the table. If we won, my team won or your team won, you don't even earn that celebration. You don't. If anything... Well, it's like with the GM, you know? The GM still gets a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, so you, you, you put the squad together. But if the squad fails utterly, I think it's on you. It is. It's how, how, how could they have done better in, in, in the offseason? Yeah. Um, who, who are we going to draft? Who's the <laughs> next up-and-comer? Um, finally, I'm picking Ryan Fitzgerald. Is, you mean? Fitzpatrick. 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 The, 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 the grizzly, yeah, the grizzly picking, quarterback I'm, of the Miami I'm picking Dolphins. picking Ryan Fitzpatrick for many reasons. Um, one, Harvard-educated. Two, 1580 out of 1600 on his SAT, near perfect. And then, but most importantly, he's an outdoorsman. What, what, People, is, what does he do in the outdoors? Are you just doing that based off his beard? No, no, no. I've, I've looked into it. He's a fisherman, a hunter, um, ca- likes to camp. So that, this, is, that is what my team lacks. Yeah, so I, I, not only do I have a similar level of genius, if not smarter than Jalen Brown, but the guy really knows his outdoor stuff. So I've really built a team for the environment. You've got a lot of uh, you got a lot of thinkers. Yeah, which could be a problem. It's like too many cooks in the kitchen. You see, when you're when one is building out this team, I think you either gotta it's like brain, go, brawn, you, and skill. I think I think it's almost it's almost a, a bad thing to sample from different buckets. I think you almost have to go 
all thinkers or like all warriors. Yeah. Because what the, I'm thinking, you need to be specialized. I'm realizing this now that I think my team is almost too well rounded. I think we would butt heads. That and like imagine you roll up to a squad that's four warriors. <clears throat> then you're fucked. Then you're fucked. Then I don't know. We just we either Bobon we get on Bobon or we go to the water. I mean, I, I'm thinking we're gonna lay a lot of traps. We're gonna we're not gonna be in too much direct confrontations unless James Harrison gets loose, in which case we have to obviously save him. You'd really have to reel him in. Yeah. He's really the outlier on that on that squad. Which I, and I see him being very <clears throat> aggressive. I see him being very aggressive. Um, he would probably try to murder Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. He's a loose cannon. But that's good, I think, for the team's dynamic. Um, a little bit of a little bit of what's the opposite of cohesion? A little bit of uh, uh, chaos. Toxicity. Yeah, a little bit of toxicity can really bring a team together. You know, when you when you practice in a sport, you kind of want the guys to go at it. You kind of want the guys to jab at each other a little you bit. You want a competitive practice environment. Exactly. You want it to be competitive every day. You got to say practice has got to be harder than the game. So I expect these guys to want to kill each other because everyone else is going to want to kill us. And that's just being a good GM. You know what I will say? I think Jalen's too nice for that group. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he is. Uh, not yeah. to say he's not a competitor, but... No, I, think, I don't think Jalen's going to talk too much. I think he's just going to... In fact, I could see Jalen being a defector. I could see Jalen being... I could see him trying, leaving us. I, th- I could see him overthinking things in his head, but then not acting on it and just letting things go as they would. And then it goes bad, and he goes, I, and then he regrets not saying anything. Yeah. But or watching us carry on our actions when he had a whole different alternative in his mind, and he won't say it. He won't. But but he doesn't want to step on anybody's toes. No. Yeah. Especially James. And I'm Harrison. an ideas guy. I'm gonna. I might have bad ideas out the wazoo. I need somebody to check me in. And hopefully, Harrison's hope- gonna want to punch me. Fitz. I don't know what Fitz is like. I I, I see your group having a lot of conflict when the storm comes. I think, I think we might win it all. <laughs> I think we might win it all. But uh, that's a wrap. Tuesday, September 15th. We, we, we missed sports. But Talked about it and we're continuing to talk about it. Right. If you stuck around that long, you better fall. Right. Tell your friends. Toodaloo.